Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the Rebellious Coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the traditional nine to five and pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment. If you're feeling stagnant and frustrated in your career and want to feel free and fulfilled, this podcast is here to reignite your passion for work and life by providing you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. So get ready to break free and start living life on your own terms. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race. Now we've got a special episode for you where I'll be interviewing Pankti Kuwala, who is another coach and actuary. And she's going to be telling us how she found her purpose and reignited her passion kind of for work and life and escaped the rat race by leaving her corporate role and starting up her own business. So I will hand over to Pankti, who's going to tell us all about how she did it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me on your podcast. So like Lisa mentioned, I am now a leadership and performance coach and um, I have set up my own business called Pankti Kilawala Coaching. But prior to this, I was an actuary and I worked in the life insurance market in the UK. So a bit about how I became an actuary. Uh, a lot of people like Lisa, you must have experienced this, don't know what an actuary is. When I say I was an actuary, they just give me a blank face. Fortunately for me, my grandfather was an actuary and he was one of the first few actuaries in India, if I remember correctly. So he had always inspired me and was a role model. So when I was a teenager and I had to decide what I wanted to do, I thought to myself, look, I'm good with numbers. They are my happy place. So why not just try to become an actuary? And that's what I did. I spoke to my grandfather and told him, look, I think I'm going to become an actuary. He was overjoyed to say the least. Someone in the family following his footsteps. So he sat me down and said, if you really want to be a good actuary, you need to go to the UK, (laughs) study there, get some work experience before you decide to come back to India. So with that plan in hand, I landed up in London when I was 18 to do my degree in actuarial science. And then I found a job in life insurance. Very quickly, I realized that reporting teams in an insurance company was really not for me. (laughs) So I moved on to consulting. And that I enjoyed. I really enjoy the variety of projects, the strategic technical challenges. And the most of it was working with different people and understanding people. That really excited me. And then I moved on to contracting in the insurance market for a bit. That was interesting too, because I was like my own boss, but obviously I was working at a company. So it wasn't very much like setting up your own business, but that was very interesting. And then uh, after a few years of doing that, I went back into consulting at a different firm. If you see, if you notice a pattern, I I didn't stay very long in any job for a long time. It's just because I craved challenges and change. With my last job, I think I stayed there the longest, about seven years. And it was interesting because I joined a company that was very new to the life insurance market. The team was very small and I helped it grow. And I really enjoyed the projects that I was doing with the partners I was working with. And also the mentoring, the training side of things, the managing of people and uh, recruitment. I was heavily involved in the um, recruiting uh, experienced professionals. However, uh, things changed when I became a mother and I had my children. 
go after my first i went back after my first maternity leave was a few months a, a year and a bit before brexit and luckily for us we had won a lot of part 7 brexit part 7 transfers which was good but as a senior manager i was involved in managing a couple of them helping on others and it just meant my work hours were crazy because obviously we had the brexit deadline which eventually got pushed and then pushed again but we had to finish it so i remember going back leaving my daughter in nursery at 8 in the morning going to work coming back at 5 picking her up spending some time with her logging back on at half 8 and working for the next 3 or 4 hours and this went on for nearly 8 to 9 months it wasn't sustainable i wasn't enjoying it but still it wasn't the breaking point for me only because i really enjoyed what i did but after having my second one and um i was in maternity towards the end of my maternity leave obviously the, the pandemic hit things changed completely working was different i was working from home so the boundaries between work and normal life started blurring quite a bit my team had changed the people i used to work with enjoy working with had left the senior partners i used to work with had retired everything had changed and the projects i was doing wasn't something that i used to always do or like doing so i wasn't very happy to say the least i mean obviously there were things happening in the world there were i had two small children under the age of 3 at that time and i wasn't enjoying work so i think i had started reaching the breaking point where i was saying i don't think this career is serving me anymore but i was still doing that because there was no other option and then when i started we started looking for schools for my older one i realized schools only go from 9 to 3 so obviously <laughs> child care arrangement i had with the nursery disappeared and um that's when i made the decision to quit working as an actuary i had a little bit of digging of what i would do but not very sure so i just went in one day spoke to a partner and said look i'm resigning i can't do this anymore i'm not enjoying it's not challenging and for me as a fa- from my family this is not the right thing right now and it was all nice because the people were nice i did enjoy my job someone still comes to me and says oh we have an opening are you interested i won't deny i do think about it for two minutes <laughs> before i say no i think i'm fine where i am and uh, then decided what i wanted to do it was the first time i think since i was 15 that i thought okay i have a chance to change and do something else now and that's fine and as a parent i used to read a lot of parenting books so uh, what fascinated me in those books was the psychology the child psychology neuroscience around it so i thought let's do something around it that will be more beneficial rather than working in the corporate sector uh and i was still like but i was still missing the people side of things and then one day i was just after a couple of months of leaving my job i was speaking to a very good friend of mine who now lives in the us and i just told her you know what i think i'm going to become a coach and i really thought she would turn around and say that's the dumbest thing i've come up with but actually she said you know i think you're going to be a great coach and then i thought to myself yes you know that's what i'm going to do but i want to do coaching which has a little bit more of science so like transformational coaching rather than general and it was funny a couple of weeks later one of my mom friends from school said you know what i'm doing this course which has neuroscience psychology and coaching in it so it was like i found my calling i spoke to those the people the of, of from optimus i spoke to ruth and i signed up for her next next intake and here i am a year later basically halfway through my accreditation to become an associate with the icf 
it's a lovely yeah. story and it's, it's, it's a lot of things kind of resonate with me in that one kind of the I my father was an actuary and that's how I yeah. got to kind of know about kind of actuarial and kind of the the changing jobs frequently that I think is a real kind of sign of just like never quite being settled as though yeah underlying it it may not be quite your calling um, yes. And then that. I'm not saying, how did it feel when you kind of hit on that? I want to be a coach. I mean, it felt good. I will for the first time. I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I'll be good at it, and I don't have to. Uh, like, I was, I was a good actually. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it, but it was not something that I was drawn to. But as a coach, when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I think I can do this for life. I don't think I said that as an actuary that I think I can do this <laughs> It's funny having those kind of moments about when you actually, I suppose we get so used to doing something. We get so caught up in the jobs yeah. that we do and think there can't be anything outside of it. And it does take a, a life-changing, you know, event, the pandemic, the, I mean, having two children, I can't get much more life-changing than that. Exactly. Kind of, kind of actually start questioning yes we do and why we do it and is it serving me now it you know i'm kind of I really relate to kind of when you were an actuary yes it was really serving you it was feeding you kind of all those things that you wanted to learn and craving you know that people management side of it you were yes. saying there that you can kind of see that but actually now that you're a mother of two have those kind of responsibilities that flexibility that you need in your life maybe yes. it doesn't serve and it had also find it quite yeah. interesting. And he said that they're kind of coming to you and saying, you know, do you want to do it? Do you want to go back? And it's just like, you know, you have that couple of minutes thought. And like, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what does it feel like when you actually look back? Is it something that you, you said that you can see yourself doing coaching for the rest of your life? Do you, I suppose, do you identify as a coach now or as an actuary or? It's funny. I I do identify as a coach, but that actually side of me still stays. I do say, you know what? I was an actually too before this. I like saying that. So I think that that is still part of me. That is still there. It's just I've given so much time and energy for it. But no, if I went to a networking event, I would remove the actually. I mean, it took a while to get there, but it is it is there. Yeah, it's, again, it's something that you've been doing for so long and you kind of spent so long doing exams for. I think with a lot of professionals, you know, you do these exams, you think, well, because I've done those, I have yeah. to stay there. You know, whether it's accountancy or investments or compliance, any kind of the, the professions within the financial services industry, they yeah. take a lot of time to get to kind of the senior positions. And it's like, well, I can't. <laughs> I'm not, I, The other thing I get with... Um, quite a lot of people is when they're they're making such a significant change is the reaction of the family and the support they get how did your family react uh i think the good thing was my husband was like he's quite open he's like yeah why not let's try this unfortunately we have the circumstances for me to make that change sometimes you don't when you have a small family and when I told my parents, I mean, okay, so let's put it, coaching is not a very big thing in India or Asia, for that matter. My parents are still back home. And when I said, oh, I'm going to be a coach, they were a bit confused. They're like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? But I think they get it now. Mm. Uh, the good thing was they they understood why I was doing that, the flexibility I wanted. They saw me after after I had my kids, how much I was working and how it was really impacting me. So yes, they were like, yeah, 
that's fine. Take that step and that's okay. Um, and I know somewhere, to be honest, I like I said, my grandfather was really my inspiration. But even before I became a coach or he passed away before I'd made this decision. But when I had my first daughter and when I'd gone home with her and he was like, so what are you going to do about work? I said, what do you mean? I'm going back to work. And he's like, no, no. You need to look after, you don't live in the country with your family. You need to really look after your daughter. You need to think about something else that you're going to do. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going back to work. You know, She's going to be in a daycare. She'll be fine. So I'm sure he would be happy with my decision as well. <laughs> it's very nice to kind of think about that. And again, quite forward thinking of him to kind of actually yeah. say, do something else, not give up work. Yes. It was quite nice to kind of see see that happening again. That's something that, um, you know, family pressure can be uh, quite significant when you're making such a big kind of change. Yeah. So how are you finding having your own business? Oh. You know what? I think it's amazing in the sense I am. I'm very new. I'm setting it up. I have. It's been a year since I've had this or less, actually. And it is good because. I work to my routines and my life, like the business sits around my life rather than my life fitting around the business. Mm. So I like that. I like that flexibility. I mean, I could, if I decide to go and um, volunteer at the, my daughter's school, I can do that. I can go and see that. I, I'm always there for drop-offs and pickups. Mm. So I do spend time with them and my work happens in between. And I like that. The other flexibility is because most of my work is done online. Uh, so uh, since my daughter's both started school, we uh, most of the summer holidays I've been spending in India, which is great because I can be close to the family. They, they can be with their grandparents, their cousins, see that culture. I get a break from childcare. <laughs> Tell them I said that. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I, stay, I, I can still keep the business going. So like this time when I spent eight weeks in the summer in India, I just told the people, my clients, basically, look, I'll be doing the same hours because the time difference is not much. It's just I will be in India and that's the only difference. And everyone is quite open and flexible. So I like that. In my previous job, I could never imagine going home for eight weeks. Mm. That was just not a possibility. I'm flexible in terms of taking leave if my child falls sick or whatever happens, things can move. I have so much less stress because of that, that flexibility. And like I said, I work on my own time. If I decide, yes, I have some clients I work with later after they sleep. I have some, and most of my work happens in the day. So it's not like I'm running to a deadline, which I always was. And then you're stressed and my stress then comes out on home. So it's really changed my relationships with everyone around me. I recently did a, a LinkedIn Live with a, another coach and we were talking about work-life integration. And it sounds like you've actually kind of got that there. And the kind of the, the main advantage I was saying about work-life integration, which is this, you you work when you need to and you, you're kind of doing your home life when you need to, is that it does reduce the stress. And it, it's lovely that you can, you're feeling that and you're benefiting yeah. from that because you're not having that stress of, I need to be working nine to five and during the time my kids are at home, I can't pay attention to them because they are, you know, I've got to be working. You can yeah. actually kind of do that flexibility and, the, you know, you're still delivering the same. You, yes. you know, your output, as it were, is the same. So it's really nice to see that you're kind of living kind of what, kind of what we were talking about. Yes, so, no, definitely. 
as we all know, starting your own business is not always easy. What have you found most challenging? Okay, so like, as you heard my story, most of my journey is involved. All I had to do was apply for a job and get the interview and then everything was sorted. Starting your own business is not the same. <laughs> Definitely not the same. And one of the things, so setting up a company, a bank account, all of that was okay because I was contracting. So I had that in place. What I'm struggling now is selling myself, which I'm not very used to. And especially as an actuary, a very technical person. Like I love people. I can network. But it's about selling or your services or going out there and being present. It took a while. And I'm not great with technology. I'll, I'll tell you up front. So I've decided I focus mainly on LinkedIn. And um, I have learned the hard way about how to keep connected in the posts. But it's now coming. I think it's, it's that habit that's now formed. And I try and show up at least four times every week on LinkedIn, which is good. And um, I'm now getting the groove. I've realized the posts that are more natural to me. I mean, it's not like I think about posts. I just get up on the day and think about what I want to say and say that. And they get a lot of traction. So that is in, that is really good. But marketing side of things is still weak. I know what I need to do more of. And I'm getting there. Also, I need to now go into, um, because what because as a leadership and performance coach, my target market is also the corporate world. And now I've started going and speaking to leadership development teams to see what I can do, how I can help, and how I am different to say the other coaches and what I can bring. It wasn't natural, but now I have learned it. I've learned that skill and that art. So that was tough. And also, I don't want to, um, having your own business, you can also go the other way, right? You can get sucked up on like, I need to work to get the money in. And it has to be every time I'm not spending with my kids. So I'm very conscious of making sure my evenings, most of my evenings still remain for myself. And I don't get into that habit of, I need to be doing this. I, there was a few months when I was setting up my website and doing things where I it was a bit busy. But I think I took a step back and I realized where my boundaries are and to make sure that business doesn't take over my life. Yeah, so it's, it's quite a kind of, I suppose it's, I don't know, it's a common misconception that you have to be working 24-7 on your business. It is it is very much what you, what how you want to kind of do with your life. If you're not, you know, setting up a business, said it, it, those extra hours need to be kind of put in. But after that, it is your choice. You yeah. know, you, you, can, you can flex it. And actually by putting those boundaries in, you probably work more effectively because you've got the energy there you're not worn out you're not kind of constantly chasing things down yeah um, and yeah the, the marketing I hear quite often <laughs> it, it is you know they're coming from the financial services industry we go you know very numbers based you know we, we may even if we're used to kind of going out and business networking it is a totally different thing when it's actually networking your own business it's yeah. be very painful um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I normally at this point would ask kind of if you were, you know, if you, what advice you would give to your younger self, but if you were going back in time, but I think you're such a new business. Well, I'm actually yeah. going to change my question and actually ask, what are you most looking forward to in the future? I think I'm definitely looking forward to how this goes, what are my challenges going to be and how I live up to them. Like I said, I, I, I'm not scared of challenges. I do like them because I think they're a learning point. So I just want to see how much I'm going to grow along with the business and how much I'm going to learn. So I'm definitely excited for that. 
no, I think you're going to be wonderful at it. I think you've got great attitude. And I think you'll be actually brilliant at the kind of the leadership and performance coaching. Um, oh, thank so you. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit, kind of have a little bit of a sales pitch for your company? Uh, make sure everyone knows who it is and what you do. Sure, definitely. So basically, I help ambitious, confident and driven senior professionals who feel they are stuck to get clarity on their next steps so they can accelerate their career progression and live a balanced life. And I specifically say senior professionals only because I have been there. I know what it is in terms of the uh, financial services industry to work in it at that level. And a lot of the C-suite already get coaching, but it's never it never filters down to the, that level. And I feel, I've, myself, I've seen the transformational benefits it can have. So I'm really passionate about bringing coaching to that level to make good changes within the company. So that's mainly who I work with. And I work uh, on individual basis and I also work with corporates. So I do have packages on my website for individuals as well as uh, I work with corporates in terms of team or group coaching and individual coaching too. So we'll make sure kind of they will have the links to kind of your social media and website and everything in the show notes if anyone wants to get in contact with you. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on with me on kind of the Escape the Rat Race this week. And it's been fascinating to hear your journey. It's lovely to have another actually slope coach out there. And so thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Fenty, for a really interesting session. Now, what I'd like to do when I kind of interview people is just to pick out a few points of kind of learnings kind of from the conversation we've had. And the two that I'd like to pick out this week are, first of all, when you're thinking, you know, you're thinking about whether you want to escape the rat race, it's not going to be something that happens overnight. It's not going to be one thing that does this. Now, for Pankti, it was kind of a series of events. First of all, she started her family. We had the pandemic, the fact that she was working long hours. And these weren't enough to kind of mean that she didn't, she wanted to kind of leave her job. But when she realised that when she returned from maternity from her second child, the people had changed, the product put on projects she didn't like she realized then that her career wasn't really serving her and then that breaking point where she kind of realized that you know you've got to kind of cope with the school run um and that was the kind of the final point so when you're looking at kind of feeling you know you may not feel kind of satisfied with your job it may not be just one reason it could be several and the other thing I kind of wanted to pull out is the flexibility that she has now. She um, says there that the business fits around her life rather than her life fitting around her business. And she kind of quite openly says that she's a lot less stressed now because she can be flexible with the young family to be able to be at the school, volunteer at the school and do the other things within her life because she's kind of taken back control of her life and through her business, being able to do kind of structure the days the way she wants to. So these are kind of the really two points I want to kind of bring out from today. And as I say, if there's if you want to contact myself or Pankti, all the details are going to be in the show notes. And please do get in contact if you have any questions or just want to have a chat about your current situation at work. Um, that's it for today's episode of Escape the Mat Race. I will see you next week. <laughs>
and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast i'm your host lisa staker thank you again for listening and i'll see you next time on escape the rat race